Hello, Belinda. Hi, Omar. What is this week's theme for the Gratitude Blooming card deck? It's friendship represented by the nasturtium flower. Oh, I love nasturtiums. What can you tell us about the nasturtium? Well, um, what I can say from personal experience is I love going to the farmer's market and getting a salad mix with them. Uh, (laughs) They're a beautiful edible flower um, that is very common, uh, I think, in California. And it's interesting because we've been looking at a lot of plants that are from Asia. And this one is native uh, to Latin America. Uh, South America and Central America. So um, that's really special to uh, explore a plant from a different part of the world. So as we before we jump too much further into some of the background, let's just describe the the card itself, the illustration that the, the artist Arlene Kim Suda sketched for us. Well, I just love how circular they are. And in the way that she illustrates them, you can see the circularity of the leaves and how they just flow um, from the stems. And, and there's kind of this irregular pattern around the way that the, the circular leaves grow out. And then uh, in between them, you see the nasturtium flower kind of hidden behind these big open leaves. They look like lily pads. I can imagine like a frog jumping along. There's like eight of these kind of lily pad shapes and then three of the sort of beautiful flowers uh, sketched in here. And it's interesting because in this particular illustration, the focus is actually more on on the leaf, the circular leaf than the flower. The flowers are almost kind of hidden behind, uh, but they all kind of come together like a community, which is very much like what friendship is like, isn't it? Nice dovetail there. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny that um, you're talking about loving them in your salad. And when I was doing a little bit of research on the etymology, the name nasturtium comes from the Latin nasus tortus, meaning twisted nose, because that's what happens to your nose after you eat the plant. (laughs) Because it has like a peppery flavor to it. Yeah, it's um, it's a cousin to the watercress, so that makes a lot of sense. And what else can you tell us about the flower? They actually contain 130 milligrams of vitamin C, which I did not expect when I was reading about this plant. Um, just how you know, there's a medicinal wellness quality to to plant it. medicine. Yes, I'm loving it. <laughs> Who knew? We started with plants and illustrations and gratitude. And it's just so fascinating to me how each week I feel like I'm learning about all the health benefits. I mean, last week was the chamomile. And I think you told us that the first sort of recorded sort of note of drinking chamomile was in 500 BC or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of, you know, I don't feel like we have the same relationships to plants. It's like for getting vitamin C, we take a pill. Right. And so imagine that somebody once upon a time was like, you know, I think I need a little more energy. And it like pops in some nasturtium, gets their nose twisted and then they feel better. (laughs) Isn't that such a simple way to take care of ourselves? Yeah. Eat some plants. But just choose wisely. I looked up the word friendship and it has a sort of French, German, sort of uh, Indo-European root meaning to love, 
which I had no idea about. And it's also connected to the word free. And so it's interesting that friendship and freedom at their root is about love. So then I then I had to go down sort of a rabbit hole a little bit of like, well, if friendship and freedom really have love at the root, then what's at the root of love? Mm. And so in uh, Sanskrit, it comes from desire. And in Latin, libit, it means to please. And so there's something about how does friendship and freedom, what is that about our desires? What is it about pleasing and how do we like, I don't know. There's a choice in all of those things as well. It's interesting how these themes end up happening just at the right time. And there's a little bit of randomness to it, right? And um, it's not like we plan our lives around these themes. Uh, In some ways, I'm starting to notice how these themes are playing out in my life more naturally. And uh, this past week, I've had the opportunity to visit with two different groups of friends of people that I haven't seen in a really long time. And in many ways, it reminds me of uh, this nasturtium uh, plant illustrated by Arlene, where there's just so many it's like a little tapestry, you know, pieces of your life and and how they're threaded through with this with this uh stem or vine of the mm-hmm. nasturtium and you know, they they connect in sometimes messy or unpredictable ways and and everything is kind of feeding each other when you look at the the leaves and the flower the way that they're interconnected. I like this idea that each of those circular leaves that look like lily pads are like friendships, right? And that's like, to me, always like a testament to a good friendship is it doesn't matter how much time has passed. And when you get together, it's as if you can pick up the thread of the conversation again, like no time has passed. And so I am just imagining you as you were traveling this week and, and seeing these friends, you're going like from lily pad to lily pad. And being able to kind of catch up uh, on the threads of your conversations. And maybe the flower is just the byproduct, right? The flower represents the love and the freedom that you feel when you're so comfortable with someone and it just nourishes you. It is true. Like sometimes I feel like we, we get sort of distracted by the flower itself and the leaves and the stem and all these other parts get sort of second sort of class roles. And so maybe this is, you know, the plant that's like, hey, it's actually about the leaf, guys. Don't focus on the flower. <laughs> Although I do love the orange and the pops of yellow and the red when they come out. It's just so... We cool. love them all. We love them all. <laughs> Nobody, they, we're not picking children here. We love them all. <laughs> so are you ready to play the word association game, Omar? Is that is it the right time for our listeners? Well, let's do it. Let's free associate. So free association... In terms of a practice of gratitude and particularly with using the gratitude blooming card deck, it just is an opportunity to like loosen your shoulders up and just kind of be present to what comes to you. Sometimes we really get caught up in our brains and our heads and um, we get sort of restricted in our thinking. And so this sort of practice of free association is just like a wonderful way uh, to sort of open up to possibility. So five words each on friendship. I know I normally ask you to go first. So maybe this week I'll, I'll go first. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> so 
So I'm gonna go. My first word is gonna be frog. Play. Hop. Connect. Movement. Intersection. Grounded. Love. Daily. Hmm. It, I don't know. I definitely felt a lot of movement. Uh, and just sort of like, that's what's, I guess, one of the beautiful things about friendship is that, and I think this is from C.S. Lewis, like different than like a lover where, you know, or a partner where oftentimes the image is like two people looking at each other. Friendship though, tends to be about what does it look like to look forward together? It's like friends walking and so the orientation isn't so much at staring at each other um, in a way that you do in a partnership, but really a friendship is like, what are we looking forward to and what are we like learning? And it's that sort of journey that to me is so fun about friendship. And it's that shared interest and sort of curiosity and that overlapping. Uh, and it's it's both a a light sort of thread is maybe what makes it so beautiful. Well, as you're talking, Omar, I'm looking at the illustration and it really does look like the flower and the leaves are looking at us directly facing us. And just interesting to see that perspective reflecting back as you speak to speak about it. (laughs) I'm curious for you when you think about friendship, is there some, someone or that comes to mind or something that you think your friendships provide for you in your life? My closest friends are all from junior high. And it's interesting, like even from college or grad school or work, my like closest, closest friends, I actually all went to uh, the same junior high. And the the junior high I went to was actually uh, sixth through 12th grade. And so, and I got there in eighth grade. And so we went through junior high and, and college together and I just saw uh, one friend recently, um, Patrice, who her last name uh, is also starts with a B. And so, and mine's Brownson. And so we always sat next to each other, every grade and every class. And it was this kind of crazy realization that we met in eighth grade. And my daughter is now, my oldest daughter is now in eighth grade at the same school that we went to. And so it was just kind of this moment of being like, whoa, this could be, she's making friends that she could potentially have forever right now. And it was both a beautiful and sort of scary thought of like, my goodness, I'm getting very old. Um, But how amazing that she's at this stage of her life (laughs) where the people that she's hanging out with uh, are people that she can potentially know for a very long time. My wife and I, we actually met I think at the end of eighth grade, we were 14 years old. And so it's just, it's an interesting uh, moment for being able to look at my daughter and where she is. And then where my closest friends, my wife, my best friend, uh, Eric, Patrice, there's so many of these people who I met in junior high. Wow. They really know you from uh, many cycles of life. (laughs) 
so many different hairdos. Oh my God. <laughs> the ponytail, you know, dreadlocks, shaved head, uh, you name it. I've had it all. Wow. I, um, you know, the way you talk about friendship going back that far, you know, there's a part of me that really envies that because, um, you know, I moved around a bit in my younger days, you know, immigrating from Taiwan to Pennsylvania and then going to middle school in uh, North Carolina. And um, so a lot of my current friends are more more recent. And I always wondered, gosh, what would it have been like if I'd kept up with some of the elementary school friends or folks that knew me, you know, back in the day? So it's cool to hear it from your perspective. So tell us a little bit about the sort of makeup of your newer friends, but seemingly closer. Well, um, as you know, I love to co-create with people. And so what I've noticed about the role of friendship for me is creative inspiration. It's It's been interesting to look at the you know past 10 to 20 years and notice the connection of, you know, who are the people that I continue to stay in touch with. And in many cases, it's people that I've been able to grow and evolve with and in some ways also have a creative inspiration, gather that, that, that creative inspiration from, you know, I literally have worked with a lot of my friends, you know, Arlene being one of them. Um, and just the joy of bringing together our strengths and our superpowers to build something like to me, that is the, the ultimate, um, you know, beautiful thing that could happen in any kind of relationship. And in many ways, I feel like even though you and I met on LinkedIn, um, I feel like I also know you more as a friend as well as a colleague. We've definitely had the like <laughs> crash course in friendships, the highs, the lows, the joys, the pains, all of it. Um, and it's been beautiful, you know, and, and I was remembering this book by C.S. Lewis and how much he talked about friendship. And he has this wonderful quote, friendship is unnecessary, like philosophy, like art, like the universe itself. It has no survival value. Rather, it is one of those things which give value to survival. It's the richness in life. That's, I think, in some ways what makes friendship so amazing. Like you said, the creative spark that it uh, gives you and then that ability to co-create. Yeah, it feels like that's the point of life in some ways. So I can't wait to hear what spark Arlene had at how she went from a twisted nose plant to the word friendship uh, in her 100 day project <laughs> this is going to be interesting here is the story of the friendship card featuring the nasturtium revisiting this card brings a big smile to my face even though when I made it I felt a little sad I was on day 82 of my drawing project and was really feeling the distance apart from close friends. I vaguely remember a friend from college going through a difficult year, and I felt a bit helpless because she lived so far away and we had lost touch over the years, so it was hard to feel like I could be there for her. So as I was drawing this nasturtium plant, I started by sketching in each of the leaves and flowers in a way where they almost felt like solitary islands, 
floating apart from each other. But then, as I started drawing the stems, I realized that no matter how much we may grow apart from each other, friendship is like that stem that keeps us connected. And that connection between friends is truly like a lifeline that is able to transcend distance and time. Since I made this drawing, the nasturtium has become like a friend to me. I started noticing it growing wildly all over the city where I live. I see it in my backyard, on roadsides and pathways, along my favorite walks. When I get lost or discover a new hike, I often spot it like it is this constant companion and guide that makes a new place feel familiar. I even noticed it in the poetry and drawings of a San Francisco beat poet named Philip Whalen, whose poetry I was reading that summer. His own notebooks are filled with sketches of nasturtium, and it made me wonder if he had the same experience I did, noticing them growing all over the city. In that way, I started to feel that even he was a friend of a friend. The connection is a bit imagined, but it makes me smile to this day to be able to feel connected to someone I've never met before through this plant and flower. It's so amazing. As she was sharing her story and talking about drawing each of these leaves first that sort of felt kind of fragmented and not connected. And it wasn't until she started drawing the stem that she saw the thread and, and, and it inspired a connection to this poet. I had that same exact sort of feeling. And one of my favorite um, poems is called The Way It Is by William Stafford. And it goes, there's a thread you follow. It goes among things that change, but it doesn't change. People wonder about what you are pursuing. You have to explain about the thread. It is hard for others to see. While you hold it, you can't get lost. Tragedies happen, people get hurt or die, and you suffer and get old. Nothing you do can stop times unfolding. You don't ever let go of the thread. Yeah, it's uh, an interesting connection back to our conversation on time last week with patience. And it makes me think of the timelessness of a relationship and a connection. And uh, one of the people that I reconnected with recently at our retreat center was a friend of mine who actually inspired me to visit Mount Shasta for the first time in 2014 and told me about the grounding energies of, of the mountain and ultimately, you know, changed my destiny. And she hadn't been back on the land since 2018. And um, it was just a sense of no time had passed seeing each other, um, yet so much had changed. You know, we've been through a lot, you know, with the pandemic and and it is such a reminder that that connection transcends time. It's that thread. And it's it's kind of beautiful that friendship is this thread and and thinking about the root word relating to love and to freedom. And so that we have this freedom to love and by choosing love, we're given this thread 
this thing that kind of connects us no matter what happens. And we get to choose who that uh, chosen family is. You know, we don't get to choose who our biological family members are, but it's it is uh, beautiful that we do have that freedom in in. <laughs> who, yeah, who do we want to be in on the journey with, you know, through the ups and downs and the highs and lows? Um, yeah, that's amazing. So when we look at this week's prompt from the Gratitude Blooming card deck, uh, what is it? Friendship. Nasturtium. Think of a friendship you cherish. What makes that friendship so special to you? What is a what is a friendship that you cherish? Hmm. Well, I, I also I'm really drawn to the word cherish. It's not trivial, this word. You know, it's a it's a very special has holds a very special type of energy. And it's interesting because when I was reading this prompt this week, I made me think of two friends that I met in California when I moved here. Um, and it was interesting because I, I was first friends with one of them and we met through work. And then over time, I introduced her to this other friend. And so we kind of started to build a three-way relationship, a friendship that where, you know, if some, one of us needed help, you know, we could ask the other person, Hey, you know, you might want to check in with with the other friend and 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 it was really special because it was an example of how you can tend to a friendship in a collective way and th- i feel like there is something significant about the number 3 and having you know a friend an, a friend network of mm-hmm. 3 um so i would say that that's what really comes to mind and and it was interesting because i was able to visit the two of them in the bay area last week and spontaneously we decided to go out to dinner you know as things are starting to open up in in the bay area and um we chose this kind of cheesy but nice seafood restaurant that had views of the bay and you know there was a big christmas tree and the wait staff everybody was wearing like reindeer you know ears uh, horns and antlers antlers right <laughs> and there was just something very celebrational about it just being able to go to a place where you just felt like it was the holiday spirit and and we just laughed all night long and and just really enjoyed ourselves and we said you know maybe every year we should find a nice nice and cheesy restaurant to go to and that's our friend tradition you love your rituals, Melinda. <laughs> You're like, oh, this was fun once. Let's calendar it again. Let's do it every single year. <laughs> That's awesome. You just need to find, you know, something every day and you'll have some wonderful thing to celebrate each year. Um, you know, as you were talking, it made me think about the friendships that I've made as an adult. Mm. And, you know, I think one of the things I appreciate about my friendships when I made when I was younger is that we're actually really terrible about staying in touch. But whenever we do, it's always amazing, right? Like no amount of a time uh, can in some ways get in the way of the friendship. But as an adult, it, it does take, I feel like, a little bit more work 
um, to not only just make friends, but to sustain it just because lives are busy. People often have families and lots of different commitments. And so, you know, I think some of the friends that I've made as an adult, they're almost is a little bit more vulnerability that needs to happen because it's, it's easy to sort of rely on, you know, when you were just kids and going crazy versus now you're like, okay, no, I'm, I'm an adult now. And, and it's not always uh, an instinct to be vulnerable. Um, And so then there's like a different quality to that friendship. And, and and I think because of that also, it sort of requires, and that doesn't require, but, it invites, how do I want to sustain this? Because it's also easy for something to then drift apart um, that hasn't had as much time to take root. And that's actually what's kind of interesting about the nasturtium is that it's one of those perennials that once it takes root, it just comes back every year. I just That's amazing. I hadn't thought about it in that perspective is that what is those friendships that are perennial that don't really require that much cultivating and taking care of and and they just keep coming back versus newer friendships that haven't had that chance um they take a little bit more tending tending to and taking care of i love how nature teaches us these things yeah like we have to take care of those stems that uh create the connections those roots so this week we're going to have three clips um, related to friendship. And these were from various gratitude circles that we've held. And just as we're listening to these clips today, we invite you to just be present to what resonates with you. And as a practice, I like to think of this as noticing and naming. And when you notice what comes up and are able to name it, then it's your, it's like your recall becomes stronger and it almost builds like emotional muscle memory, right? And so that repetition of being like, oh, I'm feeling this and I can name that then makes it easier to notice it and name it the next time. Oh, well, I just want to talk about my, my friendship with Claudia and mm-hmm. how much I appreciate her joining me here and, um, over the years, just how much she's taught me. I feel like I, she knows so much about nature and I feel like I've learned so much from her and I enjoy our conversations. Uh, we don't always agree, but usually we do, but, there, but I'm always learning. I'm always learning new things. So I think that's one of the things that makes it so special and just really enjoy spending time with you, Claudia. And laughing with you today it was nice to just run into you and and laugh and it's, it's just great to see you what words resonated with you Belinda laugh spending time agreeing and also disagreeing she knows so much about nature we don't always agree but I'm always learning from her. Oh, look at it. It's like, it's like uh, all the flowers are like a group, a community of friends in and of themselves. <laughs> Does it have to be one person though? Can it be like a community, like a full friendship? Like, you know, like how a ship 
usually doesn't have one person on it. There's multiple crew members, like a friendship, you know? Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the community of Hestia, for sure, like that would be like my ship of friends, being able to stay here with the community, being able to be with the community and the land itself, kind of like the entire planet itself being a friend. Because, I mean, it's a little bit of an off-balance relationship considering you get to consume everything in exchange for almost nothing but you know you do what you can in order to get back and in that it's kind of like you try to complete the cycle but yeah for sure Hestia and the land in which I get to live on amazing that's cool I didn't even know that Ship of Friends Give back land community. During this time I'm going through, my friendship has come leaps and bounds to my side. I guess I did something right nourishing them, eh? (laughs) My best friend flew in from Indiana on a one-way ticket to move in with me and my family while I go on hospice. Who does that? She goes, I'd only do it for you. We've known each other for 45 years, so she's been pretty special. So, perfect example. Glad I got that card. (laughs) Sorry, I missed you guys for a few weeks. I was pretty darn sick and in the hospital for a couple weeks, but I'm so happy I got the reminder today. Thank you. Forty-five years. One-way ticket. Off to hospice. Thank you for the reminder. I remember that gratitude circle and that she was calling in from the hospital. And, um, I don't know. I think that's just these spaces that we get to hold and in many ways we get to be held by have been so powerful um, on a um, lighter note I'll just say that my daughters now when they talk about relationships they, they, talk, they say they ship each other and so they're always like, ooh, let's ship them. And <laughs> it's this sort of idea of matchmaking um, and, and friendship and relationships has just been simplified to ships. And so this idea of a ship of friends uh, and how these, um, how do people come together uh, and how do they share space and what is that ship or lily pad uh, that they're sitting on? Yeah, I think about... Um last week's conversation about point A to point B, you know, we know how we begin life and we know how we end life. And that last share was really resonated because 
I'd like to imagine that I'm with a community of friends when I take my last breath. And just to be reminded of that love, like the the endurance of that feels really special. And this is the beautiful thing about gratitude is learning to appreciate each of these moments each day. So that way when we do take those final breaths and we look back, you know, we can look back with this idea that, okay, I didn't take any of it for granted, you know, and what is it to, you know, part of these things is not waiting till it's too late. And how do we celebrate and appreciate uh, each other along the way? As we head into the holidays, and actually before we jump into the practice this week, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, someone who sent us a note via Instagram. She said, hi there, I've been loving your podcast and I have found so much peace in your messages lately. I was wondering if you still do the gratitude circles on Saturdays. I would love to join you. Thank you for the gift and inspiration you provide. It's wonderful to hear folks on this ship of the podcast uh, as we share our learnings um, day each week. I mean, that's what's kind of beautiful about this is the podcast is creating a thread of where we're at each week, um, how we're learning each week. And being able to kind of be connected um, with so many other people as we do this. So please keep sharing your messages with us. Reach out to us on our gratitude hotline, on social, leave us reviews. All the info is in the show notes below. So for the practice for this week, it feels like it's all connected this month with all of the themes around celebration and patience and time. I invite you to just slow your mind for just a moment and think of a friend who you cherish. Let yourself imagine their face or think of a time when you were with them or a conversation that you've had. What makes that connection so special to you? What do you cherish about this person? Just really feel that gratitude for that special friendship. And take a moment to share that gratitude, to really say it to that person or show it to them in a way that feels special during this time when we're celebrating with our loved ones. Show what makes that friendship so special. I wanted to also... Um, share a clip of me doing this practice. Um, part of what Omar and I are 
accountable for is really living this as we share our podcast with you who are listening. And so I, I, it was a little, um, felt a little vulnerable for me after my dinner with my two other girlfriends to take that step to say, Hey, thank you. These, this is why I appreciate you both. And um, it's interesting how we talk about gratitude all the time, but to take that pause to actually give it in a very specific way, um, it, it is a gift. And it's something that I don't do enough, even as someone that focuses on gratitude all the time. So I wanted to share this uh, thread that happened over voice memo um, after I shared my gratitude with my two old friends and what they said in response, just to invite you to practice and see what happens when you take that step. Hey, lovelies. Um, So tomorrow I'm recording our podcast for next week. And the theme is friendship. And it, uh, the prompt is think of a friendship that you cherish. And I just wanted to thank you both for being such dear friends, people that I can really um, be myself with. Um, I just really appreciated our time together uh, at dinner this week, being able to gather in person and just um, being able to really enjoy each other's company and just be be silly um, despite all the challenging things we've all been going through um, individually and and collectively. Like, I just appreciate that uh, this is a friendship that I don't ever have to filter or censor and we can also talk about some of the harder things that we're going through. So just wanted to say that I'm grateful for you both. My heart and my soul relax when I'm around either one of you. I value each friendship. Each of you is an amazing and inspiring friend who helps me keep going through all my challenges and I'm so blessed to be on my journey and have both of you along with me. I feel compelled to share that this friendship, this circle between the three of us has been life-changing, transformational, supportive. I couldn't even talk yesterday about it because it's so emotional for me. I mean, heck, it's even emotional right now. It's hard to not cry in trying to explain how much I love you both and what I feel like you've done for my life. So I just, I just wanted you, I just wanted you both to know how much you mean to me. So thank you. Thank you for loving me unconditionally and unattached to this current version. I can trust that no matter how much I grow and evolve, I'm confident that you'll both be there. And that is... 
amazing. It's the first time in my life that I feel like I don't have to worry about you abandoning me or turning your back on me or not loving me because I change. I didn't realize that till right now of how at the end of the day, I think what you've both given me and taught me and helped me to experience is unconditional love. Thank you, Linda, for walking the walk, talking the talk, feeling the feels. I think this is why we say, Mon Cherie, who do we cherish? And as you all are heading into the holidays, I hope you also have a moment to share with your friends, or even just one, what you cherish about them. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.